Welcome to the Hayes Worldwide Careers Advice Podcast, bringing you insights into the world of work. In this series, I'll be talking to experts to give you practical tips and advice on careers. I'm your host, John Beasley from Hayes, the world's largest specialist recruiter. The world of work has been and continues to be transformed by technology. It's an extremely exciting time and one filled with change and opportunity. Every employee in every industry in every part of the world now has the chance to benefit from all the value this technology can bring. It can help us do our work more effectively from anywhere. Technology can help us with the more repetitive aspects of our jobs. Technology certainly has the power to bring lots of good to our working lives. However, if it's not managed and used properly, it can have potentially damaging consequences, especially toward our mental health. So today I'm joined by Sarah Churchman, Chief Inclusion and Wellbeing Officer at PwC. Sarah is here to talk to us today about how we can all establish healthy digital technology consumption habits to enable us to thrive both inside and outside of work. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Before we begin, would you be able to quickly introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Hi. So my name is Sarah Churchman. I'm an HR director working at PwC. My remit at PwC includes leading on our diversity and inclusion agenda, our employee well-being and mental health agenda, and also all of the work we do in our communities, our community engagement activity. It's a great remit and I'm delighted to be here today. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, as I mentioned in the introduction there, the always on culture, many commentators have been saying it can cause mental health issues and mental health crisis. Do you think this is true? And if so, what do you think are the main contributing factors in the workplace? I think there is a, a, a mental health crisis in the extent that we are talking about mental health more, which is a good thing and the importance of, of, of good mental health. I think the crisis is in supporting people to, if they are unwell, to reach the sources of support that are available. And I think the nature of technology, the way we're using it to just speed up the ways in which we work. Historically, I think I think back to when I started out in the world of work and, you know, you'd send an internal memo to somebody and expect a response in, in, a, in a week's time, whereas now you expect a response to an email in, in a few minutes. So everything is, is faster. And I think it's the speed at which transactions are happening, interactions are happening that, that can be quite stressful. And, but it's like anything else in, in respect of our sense of being in balance and work-life balance. It's about what's going on in your life entirety. So one thing that you might cope with very ably at work, if something's going wrong out, outside of work in your personal life, some, sometimes, you know, things that you would normally cope with very well at work, you're, you're no longer coping with very well. So yeah. I think that the crisis is in getting people to support when they need it. And I think technology means that we have to be more attentive to just the broader well-being of our people more generally. Because, as you say, of the, of the downsized technology and the way yeah. in which it can be used to extend the working day, for example. There is an over-reliance on technology, presumably, and that, that's an issue. How do you think that manifests itself in our performance and, and well-being at work? An over-reliance probably means, you know, not disconnecting yourself and, and never disconnecting, I think, is not good from a, from a well-being perspective. Mm -hmm. And if we're not well, it impairs our performance. Overuse of technology can have both physical or very many physical implications. For example, it can disturb our sleep. It can um, lead to RSI, 
believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it could also lead to poor posture, um, or as somebody described it to me recently, text neck. Um, there you go, you learn something every day. <laughs> so I think, yeah, clearly there are definitely downsides to it from a well-being perspective. Mm-hmm. I suppose, um, you know, always being connected and never, never truly leaving the office means that personal and the work lives you know the the lines between them are increasingly becoming blurred and this can have uh, presumably you know will have a negative impact on our mental health as, as you just mentioned yeah i think i think that's absolutely right i mean technology is great in giving i mean the upside is that you know technology allows us to have a greater offer greater control over where when and how we work mm-hmm. but i guess there's always the risk yeah. of of people not knowing when to stop work or yeah. when to switch off so I do think there is a need for some people to put some kind of rules around this. Yeah. If not rules that, you know, you can't rigorously a- apply them, but certainly an emphasis on best practices. Mm-hmm. And I think for many people, you're trying to break habits of a lifetime in terms yeah. of, you know, how these how these behaviours build up and they, they become habits and it's very difficult to break them like any habit. Mm-hmm. So being quite prescriptive uh, as to what people might do differently mm-hmm. to change those habits. But a lot of that, I think, is getting people at all levels, but particularly senior levels, yeah. to, to role model good behaviours. So, you know, if you, if you see more senior people talking about a way of using technology or a way of detoxing mm-hmm. um how you know how senior people maybe switch off at, uh, at certain times it gives people more of a license to to do it themselves yeah. now this next point uh, you know i'm although it's not it's not encouraged here um, i am guilty of it we recently did a poll and 73 percent of people check their work emails outside of work now you mentioned a, a, a few um, suggestions there which can you know encourage people to switch off outside of work is there anything else that you would add to that to recommend how they tackle the issue so that they're able to restore some balance personally Mm. i have a work phone and a personal phone Mm. and it was only brought to my attention relatively recently but a lot of people don't so that must make it very very difficult you know so i think if you are the sort of person who can't resist looking you might know that you shouldn't but you can't resist it why not separate your lives from a technology or a device perspective (laughs) you you know use separate devices or just use some of the functionality of those devices to ensure that um, you have quiet time use the do not disturb functionality Mm -hmm. use silence you know um it's it's common sense but common sense don't change habits of a lifetime or or long-term habits so i think in in my own organization we do produce a digital detox guide Mm -hmm. just to help our people think about oh yeah i really thought you know hadn't thought of that why don't i do that Um, and trial it it you know not everything will work for everybody but if you can offer almost a pick and mix approach people can work out what does work for them I, i actually have a friend he and his wife have a a drawer at home where they put their work phones after yep. a certain time and the drawer gets closed and it's not opened until the next morning mm. which is uh, you know is a, is a great way of dealing yeah. with that as well yeah. i imagine it's very hard i think at yeah. home as well when if you've got a family of, of sort of growing or teenage children yeah. plus and how many of us have done it we've looked around and the whole family are on their devices yeah. and, and not talking yeah. <laughs> so i think having some rules at home is <laughs> is uh, is a requirement as well because if you have some rules at home you, you're more likely to abide by some rules at work and I think it's also good discipline as parents to sort of instill some discipline around how, you know, how to use devices and when to use them. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. I suppose, yeah, if they pick up those habits and, put, you know, put some barriers in place at that age, then hopefully then they'll carry through to when they start their Absolutely. professional working life. Absolutely. Yeah. 
For listeners who have uh, just started a new role at a new company, would you recommend that they discuss with their manager during the first weeks um, the organisation's approach to technology use outside of working hours? I think that's a very sensible thing to do, but I think I'd probably go a step further. And when looking for a job, mm-hmm. look to look on the sort of company websites to see whether there are any cues about um, or hints about how they do support people and the use of technology. So in my own organisation, we developed our responsible technology policy, which everybody can read if they use the photocopier. It's up on the wall. It's in the employment handbook. But I think when you're looking for a job, have these things in mind. What, mm. what we do find is particularly amongst the student population that, that we recruit quite heavily. So school leavers and, and university graduates, many of them do ask about flexibility, yeah. um, workplace flexibility. They may not necessarily ask us about technology, but they do ask us about flexibility. So I think more and more organizations are putting policies onto their websites Mm -hmm. or their approach to flexibility or technology on their websites so i'd encourage you know job applicants to look out for these things and maybe ask about it about an interview if they can't find any information yeah that's that's really useful advice going back to you know uh, technology and um how quickly it advances, how quickly it changes. Perhaps, you know, for any employees who are struggling to learn the latest tool, which, you know, I've been guilty of that um, quite recently, just yesterday, in fact, I was <laughs> being frustrated by a system uh, that uh, a colleague has just started using. Uh, what what advice would you, would you give them to, to help them take a positive, proactive approach to it? Well, I think we could all be incredibly intimidated by the different tools out there. I think the quality, the, one, one quality of a good leader is to be curious and to be inquisitive. One of the things that I've learned is that uh, we have you know, an increasing number of generations in the workplace and certainly younger people entering the world of work, the so-called digital mm-hmm. natives, are much more comfortable with many of these tools than someone like myself, mm-hmm. um, who is always running to keep up, you know, <laughs> and know what is, what is the latest technology. So I think just being curious and um, spanning that generational divide mm. and learning from perhaps those who find it much more comfortable, who mm. do seem to have this innate ability to just work out how to use new tools yeah. and, and technologies. It's helpful beyond actually yeah. the technology space. It, I think it, it builds good workplace relations. Mm-hmm. It supports diversity. Yeah, you know, be curious, yeah. ask and learn for the, from those who better understand it than, yeah. than you do yeah there's a lot to be said for reverse mentoring you know absolutely uh, yeah traditionally obviously you know it's these generally the older employees that teach the younger ones but yeah there's so many digital savvy people that, that have obviously grown up with technology and they've got something to teach the older people as a- well so absolutely. it goes both ways i mean and, and yeah. technology is i think often associated with you know changing the way we've done things mm. or changing current processes it's also associated with innovation as well yeah. um very you know different a different way of doing things or, or, or a new product or service altogether and certainly in, in my organization we, we have invested in that and we have I, I come across quite a few people who've taught themselves how to use a tool yeah. and they've developed a proposition on the back of that which is fantastic one of the things that we've just done in our organization which others might want to think about is embarked on a process of a broad process of upskilling all of our people. So we all in my organisation mm-hmm. have an objective to ensure that we're keeping abreast of technological developments. We have fantastic online resources to help us understand what are the key technologies uh-huh. that are transforming the world of work now and in the future. But we've just identified a significant number of people who we are going to give some deep, deep training to help them to become what we're calling digital accelerators, right. to then go back into their business, to rethink 
the work that their existing teams already do, how might that work be transformed by technology? How might we do it differently? Which I think is a great investment on our part, but I think it's something that perhaps all organisations should think about. Yeah, definitely. You know, so how do you how do you invest in a few? You can't, you know, you can you can support everybody to become more comfortable with technology, but you can invest in a few to really begin to transform the ways in which we are working and then the work that, that we are doing. So, yeah, just a couple of thoughts there. Yeah, no, fantastic. Thank you very much. I guess, you know, touching on that, talk, talking about technology advancing, you know, we've seen all the headlines that say, um, you know, robots are gonna, going to take your job and, and, and whatnot. They're, depending on how you look at that, you know, there, there might be some people out there that, uh, you know, feel stressed or unsettled, daunted uh, by the fact that technology has started to automate some aspects of, of their role or other roles, you know, made some roles redundant. How would you recommend our listeners could approach their employer to, to seek, you know, reassurance that, that it might not affect them or what, what it involves? There's always this tendency to latch onto the negative and some of the writing that's in the press has been quite negative. I think we all have to get comfortable with workplace transformation. I think the world of work is changing and who knows what jobs will exist in mm-hmm. ten or five or ten years' time. I think there will always be technology, actually. It, it, it defines today's workplace, it defines our world today. I think there will always be a need for the human element, of, you know, in terms of leveraging technology. Um, so I do think roles will change and I think people have to get comfortable and it, and it can be very uncomfortable actually for, for many people, but I think they do have to accept that things will change. But uh, being curious about what that change looks like and how their employer has thought about the implications in, in terms of the future of work and the future of their workforce, mm-hmm. they're all good questions to ask an employer. And I think most forward-thinking employers are thinking about this yeah. and, and planning the workforce of the future. Well, they're saying there's opportunities to upskill, you know, and Absolutely. take on new skills and, and, and make yourself, you know, even more employable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, obviously, we've, we've talked about how technology can have a negative impact on, on your mental health. But, you know, everything about technology, obviously, isn't negative. Now, there are some positive aspects of it. And I just wanted to know, are there any new apps or tools that, that can help us maintain good mental health? And are there any that you've come across that you think are quite helpful that our listeners could perhaps try? I think what the apps, the devices, the tools do is is to help people understand in a holistic way all the elements that constitute our sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. So in my organisation at PwC, we talk about all the sources of, of, of well-being, really, whether it's physical, mental, yeah. emotional or spiritual and how the energy that you have in those areas is, is, you know, you need to keep it in balance. And there are lots of apps out there, lots of, lots of tools out there that can help you to to measure your your physical well-being. So the steps you take, for yeah. example, uh, your heartbeat. I think never have, have people been more engaged in their physical health and their mental health. So, you know, how much sleep they're getting, what the quality of their sleep, meditation, uh, online apps, you know, uh, supporting meditation, yoga. It's really helpful in highlighting to people all aspects of well-being and, and, and the, the sources of energy that enable you to feel well and how to keep all that in balance. And we're looking at developing some ourselves, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in, in that sense, the technology is a, a force for good. Fantastic. Thank you. It's been incredibly insightful. You know, it's a very important topic that we discussed. So really appreciate you coming in and speaking to us today. Um, But before I let you go, I've got one more question that we ask all of our guests. And that's if you had one piece of uh, careers advice that you could give to our listeners, what would that be? 
my advice would be ensure that you, in pursuing a career, in looking for a job, in looking for an employer, mm. think about your own personal values and your own personal sense of purpose and ensure that of uh, the career you're choosing, the employer you're choosing is aligned because I think it will give you a far more fulfilling um, and enjoyable workplace experience. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hayes Worldwide Careers Advice Podcast. If you have found this advice useful, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. At the same time, if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, feel free to reach out to us via email at socialmedia at hayes.com.